0: Hello and welcome to the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health Podcast. My name is Esther Lau and I'm the Deputy Editor of the Journal. Today we'll be talking about a research article we are publishing that looks at hospitalised children and adolescents with COVID-19 in Brazil. Brazil is one of the countries most severely affected by the pandemic. As of the 17th of May 2021, there have been more than 15 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 with more than 433,000 deaths in the country. The majority of cases and deaths have been in adults and previous studies have found high in hospital mortality, which was worsened by existing regional disparities within the health system. However, pediatric data have been scarce. In the article we are publishing, the authors analyzed data from more than 11,600 patients younger than age 20 who had been hospitalized with confirmed COVID-19 and it looked at the clinical characteristics and risk factors for in-hospital mortality. I'm delighted to be joined by one of the co-authors, Professor Ana Cristina Simoes-Silva, from the Federal Universities of Minas Gerais. Hi, Ana, and uh, welcome to the podcast. First, could you introduce
1: yourself to our listeners, please? So, my name is Ana Cristina Simoes-Silva. I am full professor of the Department of Pediatrics at the Faculty of Medicine from Federal University of Minas Gerais in Brazil. My main area of research is pediatric nephrology. However, due to the pandemic, some colleagues and I are studying several aspects of COVID-19. Since we are professors of medicine from a public university in Brazil, we consider the importance to perform research about SARS-CoV-2 infection. In this regard, uh, we are studying big data, including scientific production, epidemiology, and impacts of COVID-19.
0: Brazil is one of the countries, you know, most severely hit by COVID-19. So before we talk about your paper, could you give us a brief overview of what the COVID-19 situation has been like in Brazil, what kind of public health measures have been implemented, especially in
1: relation to children. The situation of the pandemic in Brazil is very complicated. Our transmission rates are still very high and the immunization program is very slow. The authorities are quite confused in their recommendations our president pronunciations do not consider the severity of COVID 19, resulting in misunderstanding by the population, which does not fully adhere to safety measures. Regarding children, the situation is also very confused, and measures are heterogeneous among the country. Uh, for instance, an important point of debate is the return to schools. Uh, some cities of the country open some private schools while in others, all schools are closed, so it's very heterogeneous. Another important issue is the violence against children. That certainly increased during the, the pandemic, mostly in, in regard to, fami- to families with bad socioeconomic conditions. Uh, there is not a specific care or political measure to deal with this situation, and it, it is a, a very big problem in our country. In addition, children are suffering more from mental and psychological problems, and once more, authorities did nothing in this regard.
0: This is similar to many countries, really, we we think. The the disease itself, COVID-19, doesn't affect children as badly as adults, but the wider impact is often not, not really discussed. So what has your experience as a pediatrician been like in the
1: past year? Oh, uh, the past year is very difficult. Initially, I interrupted my medical visits to my outpatient clinic of pediatric nephrology following the recommendations of our institution. Uh, I tried to maintain contact with my, my patients and their families in a virtual way, However, this was very complicated since many families do not have easy access to the internet. So it's difficult to talk with the children also. For this reason, we asked the the regulatory authorities of our institution to return regular medical visits with all safety measures since, I believe, August 2020. So in September 2020, I started regular consultations to my patients, and I consider this very important for them and and also for myself. Nowadays, my outpatient clinics normally functioning, uh, other colleagues and I noticed that the interruption of the consultations were very bad for our pediatric patients.
0: So looking um, specifically at your study, you used a nationwide surveillance database to analyse the clinical characteristics of patients younger than 20 with a laboratory reconfirmed COVID-19 and admitted to hospital between February 2020 and January 2021. And you also looked at uh, risk factors
1: of mortality. Could you tell us the key findings of your paper, please? Oh, Yes. Definitely. Before talking to the main findings of our paper, I would like to briefly explain this nationwide surveillance database that we have used in our study. The so-called Influenza Epidemiological Surveillance Information System, CVEP-GRIP, was established by the Ministry of of Health in 2009 due to the influenza A epidemic. Since this time, this system has been maintained to monitoring of severe acute respiratory syndrome cases and uh, to report unusual events uh, associated with respiratory infections in the country. In 2020, the surveillance of COVID-19 was incorporated into the system network with the purpose of monitoring hospitalized cases of COVID-19. Case notification is mandatory, and records are stored in a computerized database, and all informations are publicly available. For patients with mild COVID-19, another uh, informatics system is used, not the CVEP grip. But for hospitalized patients, also from public and from private hospitals, the only system to be used is the CVEP grip. So uh, in practical terms, CVEP-GRIP has been the primary source of information about all COVID-19 hospital admissions and deaths in the country. Uh, Therefore, our study described the clinical outcomes and risk factors for death of 11,613 hospitalized children and adolescents with laboratory-confirmed SARS-CoV-2 infection. Of this, about 24% individuals were admitted to intensive care units, 10% needed invasive mechanical ventilation, and 7.5% had a fatal outcome. Our analysis showed that infants, adolescents, patients with indigenous ancestry, patients from north and northeast regions, and the presence of one, two, or three and more comorbidities significantly increases the risk of death. We believe that these findings should be considered for future preventive and therapeutic strategies of our country in regard to pediatric patients.
0: So like you said, the database is about Hospitalized children and adolescents, um, which means your sample represents the most severe end of the disease spectrum of COVID-19. So while acknowledging that it's not easy to compare data between countries, you know, because different countries have different criteria, different papers look at different you know, subsets of samples. Um, could you briefly comment on how your findings compare with pediatric COVID-19 data from other countries, what we know so far? Right.
1: Yes, I agree with you. It is very difficult to compare our findings to other countries, not only uh, based on the source of findings, but also on the characteristics of the countries. So the study of Swan et al. from United Kingdom investigated hospitalized pediatric patients. And this study found lower rates for admission to intensive care units, 18%, and even lower for deaths. 1% 1% in comparison to our study that we found 7.5%. Uh, the rate of admission to intensive care units was also lower in a mute center European study that found 13% and in North America, 10%. So it's a little bit different and lower than our study. In addition, uh, there is a systematic review from Kitano and colleagues Uh, that included uh, 138 countries. And these authors consider that Brazil had the highest rate of deaths in the young population, reaching about 3.6 per 1 million children. So uh, some issues of our country should be taken into account in this analysis, in this comparative analysis. Our country is a middle-income Country, but with substantial socioeconomic disparities. Uh, These disparities may reflect on the quality of regional health service, including the availability of pediatric intensive care units. For instance, in north and northeast regions, there are less pediatric intensive care units and less access to mechanical ventilation for all age groups, not only children it can be observed that among 838 patients who had a fatal outcome, 261 being uh, reaching 31% were not admitted to intensive care units, probably due to the lack of these facilities and also reflecting regional economic disparities. I think the concept of syndemic proposed by Mary Singer, perfectly applies to Brazil. Indeed, the interactions between healthcare conditions, socioeconomic disparities, uh, and SARS-CoV-2 infection certainly result in poor outcomes. Therefore, uh, authorities uh, should consider an, an approach in Brazil taking into account not only medical aspects, but also social conditions of Brazilian population that has been deteriorating during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, you mentioned disparities there, and then I think so many other studies, both in children and adults in Brazil and elsewhere, have also highlighted disparities in outcome. So what are some of the reasons behind um, these observations in the context of Brazil? And thinking ahead, like what can we learn from this in rebuilding health systems in preparing for future
1: epidemics? Oh, it's difficult to analyze this, but I believe that the reasons behind these findings are, I, I, I have already mentioned, the lack of pediatric intensive care units in many regions of the country, the reduced access to medical facilities and to mechanical ventilation, the non-adherence to safety measure, and and also the emergence of novel and more virulent variants of SARS-CoV-2 as occurred in North region of, of our country, for instance. Specifically regarding indigenous population, this is a very vulnerable ethnic group in our country, even in other medical situations. These individuals have poor access to all medical facilities, do not follow safety measures, and are from very poor regions of our country. We believe that uh, the authorities should consider these aspects in order to deal with the the indigenous population and also to deal with the poorest regions of the country. And right now, um, Brazil
0: is still in the, I think, the second wave of COVID-19. I guess my final question is, what would you like to see happen both in the short term as you contain this second wave and in the longer term, perhaps?
1: I would like to see the entire population immunized <laughs> as soon as possible. But it's not of my business, but I, I, really, I really desire that. Uh, I believe the massive immunization would be the best way to control the pandemic of COVID-19. I did not, not imagine nothing but the immunization as a solution for our country.
0: Great. Thank you so much for talking to me, Anna. I know you must be very busy um, both in your research and in your clinical work. So thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, we, we wish you all the best. Thank you.